Welcome to Entrepreneurial Entrails for some short stories on the guts and glories of being an entrepreneur. Hey, it's Elizabeth Ploof, and I'm here today with Wise Word Wednesdays. And on Wise Word Wednesdays, I share um, either a software or a book or what have you, typically books, because I kind of read like a crazy person, um, about business development. Uh, I, I tend to read a ton of fiction and mystery and all that other good stuff. But uh, for this, fine feather trends, it's business. So this book is kind of a weird book. It's kind of one that I, whoops, would never have um, gone out and found. But because of my penchant for buying used books, this opportunity presented itself. And so it was the title and the author that kind of got me. And um, I would hope that everybody would know this name. But this book is written by Paul Newman and A.E. Hockner. I'm going to say that wrong. But it's the Paul Newman, um, blue-eyed actor who, you know, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And, I mean, his career just goes on forever. And beyond his career, he developed a whole series of foods uh, called Newman's Own. And you'll still see them in the grocery stores. They haven't gone anywhere. And the name of this book is called Shameless Exploitation. I just thought that was kind of fun. Um, so Shameless Exploitation in Pursuit of the Common Good. And one of the reasons I picked this up is that I know Newman's Own, all of the profits are donated to, um, they call it the Hole in the Wall. I think it's called the Hole in the Wall Kid Gang, something like that. I have it at the back of the book and it's the camps that he's developed or that the Newman's own organization has developed for kids living with cancer and, and other types of horrid diseases and it, so it's all charity based which is fantastic so the whole impetus behind creating this was philanthropic from from the get-go so uh, it says here the madcap business adventure by the truly oddest couple and it's written in a bit of a peculiar voice because it sort of switches in between what appears to be three different people. So, you know, um, Paul Newman and this A.E. Hotchner, and then there appears to be a third voice. I'm not completely sure how that rolls, but anyway. And if I can find it, I have to find it. He's, he's got the weirdest nicknames. So it, it talks about the foreword they wrote, the Hole in the Wall Gang cookbook. That's what it is. So it's the Hole in the Wall Gang is the uh, branding name for the camps, and then they are... Um, branded individually by whatever location they're in. So the foreword is written by both of them and it says here, sometimes you get what you want but it ain't what you expected. Newman's Own was, sorry, Newman's Own was supposed to be a tiny boutique operation, parchment labels on elegant wine bottles of antique glass. We expected train wrecks along the way and got instead one astonishment followed by another astonishment followed by another. We flourished like weeds in the garden of wishbone like silver in the vaults of finance. A lot of the time we thought we were in first gear, we were really in reverse, but it seemed, didn't seem to make any difference. We anticipated sales of 1200 a year and loss and a loss, despite our gambling winnings of 6,000. But in these 20 years, we have earned 150 million. Oh, so full disclosure, this book was written in 80, 80 something. Sorry, hang on a second. This is what happens when you have sugar before you uh, record a podcast. Um, bop, 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 bop. Good golly, when the heck was it written? December 20, yeah, so actually, sorry, 2003 it was written. And he died in 2008, I believe. <clears throat> um, 
But in these 20 years, we have earned over $150 million, which we've given to countless charities. How to account for this massive success? Pure luck, transcendental meditation, Machiavellian manipulation, aerodynamics, high colonics. We haven't the slightest idea. And it's just really well written. It's funny. Um, and you would assume that certain things happen because he's a celebrity and he actually tried for the most part to avoid using his celebrity to make this successful. Oh, here it is. So Paul Newman, known to his friends as Old PL or Calezo da Hueso, Bonehead, had asked his buddy, uh, sometimes called Sawtooth, to help him in the Christmas project that he was assembling in a basement, which wasn't a basement in the usual sense. There were crusty stones, a dirt floor, crumbling cement, and overhead timbers covered with active cobwebs. Also, three long-since vacated horse stalls, but the unmistakable aroma of horses remained. So that was where the first batch of Newman's Own's dressing, which was stirred with a canoe paddle, I might add, was created. Um, and he'd gotten such good feedback from people he had given it away to as Christmas gifts that he decided to try and create this business. And he says here, um, I'm not sure which chapter we're in here, chapter six. So they were floating along, trying to figure out what to do and how to overcome some, some certain challenges. And... Um, it says here, we are on the caca de toro, I'm not sure what that means, mock fishing. The president and vice president of Salad King are having an executive meeting, not knowing which will sink first, the boat or the business. Paul is still brooding over the tacky suggestion that he put his face on a bottle of salad dressing. Even though we weren't flushed with the expectation, if it were necessary to do that in order to float the venture, it would be a new low in exploitation. Paul felt, put my face on the windshield of a Mercedes Benz or a Volvo maybe, but salad dressing? We floated along for a while, glumly watching the non-bobbing bobbers, because they're fishing. Hotch suggested that perhaps the time had come to bag the whole idea. The bobber dipped, and Paul reeled in a hermit crab. You know, there could be some kind of justice here, Hotch. I go on television all the time to hustle my films. TV gets me and my time for free, and the film gets exposure for free. Mutual and circular exploitation, so to speak. Now then, if we were to go to the lowest of the low road and plaster my face on a bottle of olive oil and vinegar dressing just to line our pockets, it would stink. But to go the low road, to get to the high road, shameless exploitation for charity, for the common good? Now there's an idea worth the hustle, a reciprocal trade agreement. Then he and the hermit crab went in for a swim. And that's what the whole book is about. It's about how they stuck to their guns, how they decided that this Newman's Own dressing would be created chemical-free, additive-free, the way they wanted it to. Um, they sourced the ingredients. They went after uh, certain partners and things like that. They went to one marketing firm um, who wanted, at the time, this is in the 80s, an absolutely obscene amount of money to market the product. And they absolutely refused to bow down to what most people were doing and to do it their own way. And it's a story of how sticking to their guns and doing it their own way definitely caused some challenges and probably made the process go a little longer. But they were being true to their vision for what they saw for the organization and the product. They were being true to themselves as far as you know how much exploitation they would shamelessly use. And they did some amazing events where you know they had salad dressing tastings and things like that. And, and once he changed his mindset, once Paul Newman changed his mindset and saw that for charity, he would be willing to do goofy things. I mean, they wrote songs, like some of them are just hysterical. 
And he and his wife, Joanne Woodward, would perform these songs and they just gathered more and more media attention. And it was because the ultimate vision of the Hole in the Wall gang camps was driving all of this that he was willing to do that. And that's one of the biggest lessons that I got out of this book, that authenticity and truth drives a lot of what I do for business. It drives 99% of what I do for business. And that's the harder way to go. It's definitely the harder road to go. But in the end, I don't have anything to hide. I don't have to worry about anybody finding anything out or covering a lie or whatever. Just like them, they could have compromised and put junk in their salad dressing, but then it just would have become another junky salad dressing. And, and they've refused to do that. So there's another spot here, chapter 13. And he says, um, whereas the salad dressing was a certain, was, sorry, was the creation of a couple of merry pranksters, a happy accident. The pasta sauce was a deliberate vendetta. Paul's revenge against an offensive bottle of spaghetti sauce, or so the legend goes. Having returned to his Connecticut home one night, he found the house deserted, nothing in the kitchen to assuage his hunger, save a lone jar of store-bought pasta sauce lurking in the corner of the cupboard, next to a package of spaghetti, which he threw into a pot of boiling water. He dumped the sauce into a pan, swirled the spaghetti into it, and dug in, but one mouthful and his appetite went south. Bitter tomato taste full of sugar, chemical preservatives, phony colorings, as awful as those jars of salad dressing we first sampled, a spaghetti sauce that looked like red crankcase oil. Paul decided right then and there that we needed to rescue the pasta eaters of the world with a new product, a sauce with whole chunks of vegetables and no phony preservatives or coloring or any of the other disgusting junk that was buried in there. And they actually ended up revolutionizing the spaghetti sauce industry, which might not sound like a big deal, but it had never been done before. They took a huge chance. They wanted to create a quality sauce and they decided that by God, they were gonna have chunks of fresh vegetables and fresh herbs and everything else in their sauce. And they would find a way to make it stay on the shelf. They would find a way to meet, obviously, all of the criteria that they had to, but they would do it their way. And, and I loved it. I absolutely love this book. At the very end, um, they feature stories from different hole-in-the-wall gangs and the success that they had with the kids and the experiences that these children were able to have due to Newman's own um, due to him making the choice of, of what constitutes shameless exploitation and when that is a risk to be willing to take. And absolutely, it's been an amazing success for them. Um, the organization still exists, still runs these camps, still raises millions and millions of dollars every year to help these camps continue. And it's just a great book. Um, so part of this Wise Words today... Um, Oh, sorry, there's actually some interesting letters at the back. Um, that one talk, they used the salad dressing to, uh, to shine shoes, <laughs> and it was meant as a compliment. So they said, you know, if you're ever looking to get into another product, you know, this is, might be a good thing for you. It's hysterical. Um, <coughs> sorry. So part of the Wise Word Wednesday today is, is, is this book. It's interesting if you're into reading some unique stories. You know, look it up. I haven't looked it up on eBay. I would imagine that's probably one of the only places you can get it. But the other is to encourage you to visit used bookshops, to visit places. You know, I'm up in Canada, so Value Village has an amazing business book section. In fact, I have to kind of hold myself back from going there as often as I'd like. Because you can find little gems like this that you might not always, you definitely wouldn't look for. 
but you should definitely read. You should definitely take advantage of and, and get the lessons out of it that you can. Um, <clears throat> it's just, it's a really good book. So these, uh, like I say, these letters in the back are, are just hysterical. And um, there's one here. It says, Dear Mr. Newman, thank you for a Sakatum spaghetti sauce that people can enjoy naked. Our culture has a difficult time separating nakedness from sexuality. It is entirely possible to be very sexual and have clothes on. Also possible is to be naked and not registering sexual feelings from it. Many families live here all year. Other families visit over holidays and during the summer. There is no sexual activity allowed outside of your accommodation. Offenders will be asked to keep loving hugs and kisses and no fondling in front of others. I felt that you might be interested in another segment of Spaghetti Society that enjoys romance and living to the fullest. And this letter was from Fargo, North Dakota. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it was a nudist colony or what the dealio was there, but anyway. So that's the, some of the lessons that I learned from this book was definitely sticking to the quality. Um, there are places to compromise and there are places to stand, stand tall and, and dig your feet in. And, you know, the adventures that they go through trying to make those decisions. Um, you know, one of these guys is a famous actor and one of them is a famous writer. Neither of them have ever run a business before. They just had a tasty salad dressing that, uh, that they wanted to give it a try. But they went at it and they succeeded um, immeasurably. And, uh, and I would encourage you to do the same thing. If you've got a wacky idea, um, not a wacky idea. I mean, I'm, I'm also reading Peter Drucker's Innovation and Entrepreneurship. So no, not wacky. But if you have an idea around a product or service that might be slightly off the beam, do the research, find out what's going on out there, find out if there's a process to support what you're doing, but go for it. Find out, iterate, innovate, um, but stick to your guns and be authentic. And if you find yourself breaking, or not breaking, but bending so much that it no longer makes sense, then maybe it's time to step away and, uh, and that particular innovation wasn't the right way to go. So just know that you have the guts and glory to make your own story. Um, you can check me out on Twitter at MCV Plouffe. Instagram is the same place. Uh, my business is MCV Communications and you will see on the Wise Word Library page there all the other books I've read and the chit chats I've had about them. So I hope you'll check it out. But have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.